Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 221. We're going to talk about making sure that you have safety at the forefront when you're thinking about what you're doing with your teams and your training. Before we get into that, though, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And again, make sure you take advantage of that EFP20 discount. It's going to save you that additional 20% and help support the podcast. Also talking about supporting the podcast, become a patron if you can. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. If you're in a position where you can support us, Coach Don and I really do need the support. We do appreciate and have a great group of patrons that have been keeping us going for a long time, but we'd love to add some more people to it. So go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. So Don... Kind of a somber topic, but something that I think is really important for us to talk about. We had a tragic situation here in Georgia where a baseball player was killed in a training accident. No force play, no foul play, just a crazy, unfortunate situation where he was hit in the head with a bat. The worst possible thing could happen that could happen happened. And without making it too uh, sad or scary of a discussion, I think this is a scary kind of situation. Because sure. what it does is it reminds us that we play a game where safety has to always be at the front of everybody's list because we're hitting with basically a weapon and we're hitting something that's hard enough that it can turn into a weapon when we hit it. And if we're not using some common sense and having some plans in place to keep everybody safe, that bad things can happen. You know, I've seen some bad things, obviously nothing anywhere near as, as tragic as, as this situation, but you know, I've always told the story about having to help a girl try to find her teeth in the dirt because she got hit in the face. Yeah. And again, that was one of those crazy situations where, you know, something you never think could happen does happen. But so here's what we want to talk about. We have to have safety plans in place. We have to have ways that we're doing things in practice, in our training, in the way that we're operating that keep players safe and definitely going to keep them from having, you know, some sort of tragic thing happen to them. And so it can be something as simple as wearing a helmet. It can be something as simple as wearing a chest protector, the heart guard. Heart guard. You know, it can be something that simple, but it can also be just training our players and training the, the kids that we're working with to use some safe Good practices and yeah. some things that really go a long way. And so the player that I talk about all the time that got hit in the in the mouth and had a bunch of teeth knocked out was injured in a situation where one player in that group thought they could take one more swing. And something that you do with your training that I think really is a, a good idea and something that's really simple but has you know a way of, of preventing these kinds of things from happening. As a coach, if we create a, a situation where everyone's conscious of the environment they're in and that it is dangerous, just like you said, that if we follow rules, if we set up a, a good plan to keep everybody safe, a lot fewer bad things can happen. Right. We talk about when, you know, when the coach blows a whistle or when we say, you know, it's time to rotate or move to another area, that it's not where we do just one more and then go. It's that we stop, 
we move because everybody else is going to be gathering balls or doing something different that if someone still wants to hit just a few more or do just a few more or make one more throw or whatever it is, then the potential for something bad to happen could happen. So, right. you know, once the coaches establish these guidelines, it's got to be, you know, set and forced. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but it needs to be monitored and, and uh, respected that right. that's just how the process is going to happen. Right. Cause the, the situation that I talk about, you know, it was uh, kind of that exact thing. It was time to rotate and one girl thought she could take one more swing. Well, while she was taking that one more swing, the girl who thought it was safe to be picking up balls bent down at just the wrong split second to yeah. pick up a ball. And that one last swing that that player shouldn't have been taking is the one that hit her and created that injury. It's really that simple that, you know, we, we have to have a way of doing things if we're going to have practices or training sessions that are going to be as safe as possible. And so some of it can be, you know, just some simple rules, like you're saying, but we have to, from a coach's perspective, create a standard of, of safety and, and then enforce and how we're going to do things and, and enforcing it and making sure that there's consequences if we don't. I think sometimes when a player thinks, well, I'm going to just take one more swing, that they're being a go-getter, that they're yeah, doing something and trying to positive, be productive. Yeah. and they don't see it as dangerous, something that could cause harm to somebody else. But that's why we have to take the time you know, to talk through it. And when we would do our big holiday camp, I would always tell this story about the player who got her teeth knocked out at the start of camp to remind everybody that you know, when you've got a whole lot of stuff going on at the same time, you know, we have to be paying attention to things because it could happen to you too. And so you know, safety being our highest priority has to be something that we're going to be paying attention to. And I can remember at that camp telling players, you know, you can go over there and, and sit on that bucket and watch the rest of this segment, rest of this session, because if I can't trust you to be safe, I'm not going to let you do anything. Sure. Usually you do those kinds of things once or twice and word kind of gets around, hell, you know, they really are serious about this, you know, being safe stuff. Got to really do pay attention to looking out for myself and looking out for the people around me. I think that goes a long way because some of what happens when somebody gets hurt is players doing dumb things that could and are risky. You know, they're not wearing helmets when they're hitting. They're doing things that, uh, you know, just don't make sense from a safety perspective. You know, pitching front toss with no screen. Sure. But a lot of times it can be something as simple as, you're, you know, standing outside the cage and a bat slips out of somebody's hands and flies over and hits, hits the, the net. net. And the net's got enough give to it that where I was sitting, you know, a foot away from the net, that if I'd been three feet away from the net, I would have still been okay. Being conscious of your right. environment, you know, right? And those kinds of things. And so yeah. I think it's just, it's crucial that we keep talking about it. In, in, our, in our batting cages, the two cages are, are side by side, but they both have enough give to them that if you're standing right by the net picking up a ball and somebody's hitting in the cage next to you, that you could get hit. So we spend time with all of the kids as they go through the training sessions of making sure that you understand, okay, this net's kind of loose. You know, We want it loose so that it you know, absorbs the balls, but if you're standing really close to it, you could get hit. So if you're picking up balls, don't just kneel down and start you know, rummaging up balls while somebody in the next cage is hitting. And then the flip side of it is we tell everybody, so if you're hitting and you look and you see somebody really close to the cage, hey, wait Stop for a hitting. second, yeah. you know, wait for a second and, and make sure that they move far enough away that it's safe. And so if we're always working on everybody being as aware as possible, I think that goes a long way towards trying to make everybody as safe as possible. Tori, and it's super, super, super important that our coaches and our parents and adults that we're talking about this stuff, especially with the young ones. Because that's going to establish a, a good safety protocol for them going forward. Because I've 
seen unfamiliar people wandering around cages for as long as I've been playing, even when I was uh, playing in college, that there is give in the nets and they don't, they think a net is just going to absolutely stop it. Like it's a chain link fence. Yeah. Like it's a fence. Right. And it's just not that way. And all of them are different. And until you're around any net, if I went around any net, I would have to, you know, over time kind of understand how much give there is there. But until I know that, I'm going to make sure I've got more room than I need. Right. And, you know, things as simple as throwing drills, line drills, and things like that. Where the ball's coming, you don't stand behind it and not pay attention. And I'll see people at parks all the time talking to somebody and a ball hitting right beside their head on on the chain link fence. And I'm like, that was six inches away from hitting them in the side of the head. Right. And, and, and maybe them being the next tragedy. Right. And, you know, for those kind of things as, as a coach or even as an adult or, and for sure as a player, you need to be aware of your surroundings, aware of what's going on around you, or something is eventually going to happen. Right. And, you know, we'll have kids come in that'll have a, a black eye or something, you know, or a bruise on their cheek or that type of thing. And, and the question will be, you know, obviously what happened? And it's like, well, you know, I was standing there getting ready to go, you know, be the next one up or whatever in a ball hit. How does that happen? And it's obvious that it's just not well planned. Right. Or we weren't being, you know, aware of our surroundings. And, yeah. and that takes the fun out of it. That takes the fun out of the day. That takes the fun out of the practice. And that's just a, a reminder of how fragile we all are. So. Right. I've been doing this for a really long time and I'm still traumatized by having to help that girl pick up her teeth. Oh gosh. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just, you know, that kind of thing, it, you know, will, will be with me till the day I die. Yeah. And every once in a while something will happen and it reminds me of it. And it's just like, just like, yeah. But so, and you mentioned something I think is important. I want to make sure we throw this out there because parents, I think you can set a really important uh, tone in this whole thing. And we just had a situation not too long ago in our facility where we were doing a little hitting clinic. And there's an area that's marked clearly do not enter because the net on that side is loose and there's not much room between the net and the wall. So people shouldn't be standing in there. And at a dad who's also one of the coaches of a, the team that his daughter plays on. So he's pretty aware and pretty want, wise. Want, and, wanted to video. Yeah, and he wanted to get in there so he could videotape yeah. and, and, and listen to what was being said. And and I had to stop everybody and, and tell them, no, you cannot be in here. It's not safe. And he's like, I know what I'm doing. I was like, well, yeah, you might know what you're doing, but if you're in here, then somebody else thinks they can be in here. And then somebody else thinks they can be in here. And all of a sudden, three people in here and two of them aren't paying attention. So mm-hmm. nobody can be in here. And we're not going to start doing anything again until you leave. Right. And then, of course, it ended up you know, taking something that was should have been nothing Simple. and turned into this big deal where you know it had to be a, a spectacle. To remind somebody that, okay, you might be paying attention and you might not get hurt, but it sets us up yeah. for somebody else getting hurt. My history is, you know, having seen enough bad injuries to know that I don't want to see another one. So if we got to do something extra to make sure that it doesn't happen, we're going to keep doing that. Again, it just takes the fun out of it, Tori. Yeah. So let's keep it up front that we're going to be safe about it and, and things are going to happen still. Yeah. But, but so coaches have a plan. Yeah. Keep it safe. Safety's got to always be number one on your list. It's always got to be your number one goal. If your choice is not practicing or practicing something that might be unsafe, you got to take that day off. And I was going to say, Tori, and two, and if there is an infraction or something, you know, tell everybody, put your glove down and run to center field and come back to me. So they were all put their glove down, run to center field, come right. back to me. Look, we talked about these certain safety things. 
so-and-so somebody wasn't doing it so i wanted to get your attention we're going to talk about it one more time and we're going to do it better next time right and the old uh, go sit on a bucket and watch everybody else do stuff yeah sort of like the uh, in yeah. the corner with the dunce that's hat no, on was my generation that's when, no fun when yeah. you were in trouble in my elementary school when i was a kid you actually sat in the corner with a dunce hat <laughs> and everybody made fun of you so um, i'm pretty sure we can't do that now because it's not the, woke and the paddle i, I got spanked in we school get the paddle? all the time it yeah. doesn't work that way anymore, does it, Tori? No, no, does not. So not that that was a good thing, but well, but if my choice is having it, to help another player pick up their teeth or making a kid sit on the dunce stool, I'll, I'll take the dunce stool every time. So, all right, so that's going to wrap up number 221. Uh, please make sure you support the Anderson Bad Company. Become a patron if you can. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website. Order your square cuts training discs there. And make sure you reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or ideas, or suggestions. So for Coach Don McKinley, our producer Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.